0: The small group podcast. We record this one week prior to the Sunday of the (laughs) podcast, just so you know. Hey, this is Pastor Mike, and I'm joined today by Pastor Nate. Hey, everybody, and my wonderful wife, Beth Ann Bard. Hello, and we have a great show for you today. We are going to be talking about trespassing. So, (laughs) I have a little bit of a story. Trespassing, we uh, we lived in Missouri, um, and people put up weird signs in their, on their houses. And so my dad drove us out to the middle of the woods one time (laughs) to meet with a guy who was called doc. Now my dad was a pastor and I think everybody should know this. And, uh, doc always referred to my dad as whiskey. True story. (laughs) And it's not because my dad drank whiskey. Um, he's not that kind of pastor (laughs) if that kind of pastor exists, but he would always forget to do his hair on Fridays because Fridays was off day for pastors, right? (laughs) And so he'd be walking down the mailbox in our small little town and Doc would see him every single time and go, hey, whiskey. And that's my story. But we drove out to the woods to go see Doc's cabin. He was supposed to be there and it was right next to the new town we moved to. And the only sign he had on his door is forget about the dog, beware of the owner. I thought that was great. (laughs) So awesome. That's it guys. That's, that's our podcast for today. And,
1: <laughs> Thanks anyway, for having us, Mike.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> trespassing is going to be the topic today and, uh, forgiving debts and such. And, uh, pastor Nate, um, have you been trespassing lately on any fantasy football?
2: Uh, unfortunately, my fantasy team really struggled this last week. Uh, and I, I'm waiting for us to start the Coastal Fantasy Football podcast. I think that that would be really insightful. And if we do, uh, I, I want to be a, make sure I'm a host on that. Yes,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. You can have my spot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> We can have
0: Colin on here, too, and he can propose trades every three weeks. Um, But anyways, the long and the short of it is uh, it's been a crazy football season already, uh, but it's been fun. But it's also been an awesome small group season. So, Mm. Pastor Nate, give us a great overview of what we're going to be hearing this week.
2: Yeah, so we are uh, going to be wrapping up the Lord's Prayer this week. And so we've already talked about our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, the first week. We talked about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Last week, we talked about Give us this day, our daily bread, this Mm -hmm. idea that God is our provider who gives us everything that we need. And so this last week, we are going to be talking about and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors or trespasses. I'm sorry. There you go. Uh, (laughs) And Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. From evil. And so there's really two dimensions here that we're going to be talking about. The first dimension is is forgiveness. And so it's that we ask God to forgive our sins, our trespasses. Uh, also being mindful that as we do that, we we have an obligation to forgive those who have sinned against us. Mm. Uh, so that's the first dimension of prayer, that this idea of confessing our sins and asking for forgiveness. And then the other dimension is asking for spiritual protection. So it's lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm. I, I personally think that a better translation would be from the evil one. Mm. I think that he's the, in the context, Jesus, is talking about satan he's talking about the evil one because think about it in the gospel of matthew said lord's prayers in matthew chapter six back up one page matthew chapter four what's happening Jesus is led by the spirit into the wilderness mm. to be tempted yeah. by the evil one. He And that's one of Satan's roles in scripture is the evil one. So is the tempter. So I, I personally think that when we ask that, when we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. We're asking that God would, would guard our hearts from situations where we might be led into temptation that Satan would love to use in our lives, Uh, we're asking for God's protection in those areas of our lives. So those are the two ideas here, praying for forgiveness and praying for spiritual protection from temptation.
0: That's good. How talk a little more in the theology of it all? Like, what does this tell
2: us about God? What does this tell us about us? Well, I think it's really interesting. I've I've seen Christians really confused by the idea of praying for forgiveness before. So, if we teach that when you come to Christ in that moment, you are justified. You know, the doctrine of justification is that we're declared righteous not on the basis of what we've done, but on the basis of what Christ has done for us. Mm, that that's good. when we put our faith in Christ all of our sins, past, present, and future are forgiven uh, and that Christ's righteousness is credited to us. We, we believe that. So if that's true and all of my sins, past, present, and future are forgiven and I'm declared righteous in Christ, then why do I need to ask for forgiveness? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do I need to ask for forgiveness? That can be confusing for people sometimes. Uh, I've heard some people say, you shouldn't. You shouldn't ask for forgiveness. But the problem is Jesus says, Mm -hmm. He teaches us to pray for forgiveness. So what do we do here? I, I think that we can make a distinction here between God's judicial act of forgiving us our sins in justification and then God as our father Uh, We ask for forgiveness because our sin disrupts our fellowship with God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me illustrate it this way. As a parent, uh, if your child sins against you, they don't stop being your child. Mm -hmm. They don't need to ask to become your child again every time they sin against you. But the reason why they confess and they ask for forgiveness is to bring about restoration in the relationship Mm -hmm. because our sin creates distance in our relationships. In the same way, every time we sin, it's not like we lose our salvation and we ask God to re-justify us all over again. Mm -hmm. That's not what we're doing when we're asking God to forgive us our sins. We're acknowledging that our sin has created distance in our relationship with God. It has not destroyed our union with God, but it has disrupted our communion with God. And in light of that, we ask God to bring about restoration in our relationship with him and mm. our fellowship with him, that we could enjoy that fellowship again, uh, because our sin has disrupted that. So when we pray, I think that's a really important theological distinction to make mm. there. Absolutely. Why do we pray for forgiveness? We don't pray for forgiveness with this insecurity, like I need to be saved all over again, but rather it's acknowledging that our sin creates distance with our relationship with God. So that's one important theological point. Mm. Why do we pray for forgiveness as believers? Another real quick one is he adds, as we also have forgiven those who have trespassed against us. Um, There's a lot of material in scripture that shows that the fact that we have been forgiven by God should lead us to be quick to extend forgiveness to other people that have hurt us. So in the context of prayer, I think that It's important for us to understand that as we are praying, asking God to forgive us, let's not um, then harbor unforgiveness in our hearts toward other people Mm. Um, because Jesus, it says in Ephesians chapter four, verse 32, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you because we have been forgiven. That is the basis for now. We we do not withhold forgiveness from others. Uh, but we are quick to forgive when we're wronged. So I think those are two uh, important theological considerations from this text.
0: That's really good. Hey, Bethany, what are we going to be seeing this week in the correspondence with um, forgiveness?
1: Well, um, we are talking a lot on many of our campuses about God's love, As whereas um, uh, we've got some campuses doing How Great Is Your Love? how deep the father's love for us. And I think in those songs, you're seeing the act like hit the gospel story. I mean, you're, you're fine. You're the redemption story and how God walked into, you know, as Jesus and, forgave us, you know, through his act of redemption. And, um, so, and then you've got, we're also finishing up, uh, with our Lord's prayer song on several of our campuses, which has been a joy. I think, um, being able to sing that we were just talking with Hannah earlier today. And, um, I just think that has been a great, a little additive for us on all of our campuses to have, um, that song kind of be bopping in our heads, you know, as we're kind of doing, as we are, you know, reading through this during the week and, um, talking with our small group, because it's just a great reminder of, he, of, um, who he is and how um, our relationship works with him. So, Yeah just talking about how the goodness of God, how his protection. And, um, I know at Hampton, we're doing one of our favorites that we love. There's, um, I'll be there this week of doing, Oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer, which Mm -hmm. is a great modern hymn of, um, just how he is. Well, I mean, our redeemer and how he has saved us uh, from our sin and, um, we get to walk in relationship with him. So
0: Mm, that's good. It's always good when the songs use the gospel.
1: It is. It is. It is. It is. It's when those songs are focused on, on him and his glory that that usually works well. (laughs)
0: All right, uh, Nate, tell us a little bit about what can we practically have our small group leaders send their small group participants home with in regards to this passage?
2: Yeah, I mean, so this is a really important dimension of prayer because we're sinners. uh, Really, the focus of this is our sin, both confessing our sin and then Mm -hmm. asking for God's help to avoid sin. Mm -hmm. Really, the two dimensions here. And so uh, if you or anyone in your small group are perfect you get to skip this week.
0: Oh yeah. uh, But but for the rest (laughs) of us, yeah,
2: certainly won't be me Uh, for the rest of us. We need this because we're going to sin. We're going to mess up. We're going to fall short of God's glory. What do we do? First of all, we need to confess that to the Lord. Forgive mm, yeah. us our sins. We need to be open and honest with the Lord. Uh, scripture says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And so uh, we need to be quick to confess our sins to the Lord when we sin. So uh, to use that prayer as an opportunity to do that. And then also there's there's really, in my mind, in the second part, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Um, I think that there really is an expression of dependence there Mm -hmm. it's an acknowledgement that on my own i will probably fall Mm -hmm. uh, if i'm faced with temptation but it's instead lord lead me not into temptation but deliver me from the evil one keep me lord from situations that are going to lead to me being tempted to sin and so for our small group leaders one one question you could ask of your group and one thing you could discuss is what are the situations in your life that you know are going to lead you toward temptation and how can you pray and then act that the Lord would keep you from those situations. Mm. And, um, mm. and so I think that in both of these dimensions of our lives, um, those are good conversations to have around confession of sin about temptations towards sin and how prayer, uh, is an awesome way to, to work towards both of those things.
0: Mm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Cause there's a, there's that other element that after we pray, there's a, a responsibility back to accountability with others mm, that are in Christ. True. Right. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so that's good. That's real good.
2: Yeah. And even, I'm sorry to one thought no, that continue. I just had is I think that specifically for our small group leaders, like we're talking about confession of sin, make sure that you create a culture in your small group where it's okay to confess yeah. your mm-hmm. sins and struggles. Make sure that you are inviting and encouraging that, of course, in an appropriate manner and all of that, of course, but I think that our small groups have to be a place where people are comfortable admitting that they're struggling, admitting that they're tempted, admitting that they're broken. And mm-hmm. then uh, you pray for one another. It says in James 5, 16, confess your sins to one another and pray mm-hmm. for one another that you may be healed. So make sure you're you're creating that culture. The best way to do that is to model it yourself, yeah. to lead through repentance, uh, to say, hey, I blew it this week and and here's how and I need to confess that to the Lord. And man, if there's anyone else who wants to, to confess and different groups do that differently. I know of one group that I've spoken with that at the end of their group time, uh, they're a mixed group, but they'll break up like, hey, the guys go over here, the girls yep. go over here and they use yep. that as their accountability yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not saying your group has to do that or has to do any other way, but make sure that you're creating a culture in your group where. Um, it's okay to confess your sins and struggles to one another so that you can help each other grow. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: no, that's a good word. Yeah. I was just glad to ask. We do that in our group. Mm-hmm. We split up with the guys and the girls and it allows, it's interesting what happens when you separate the men and the women in our group for mm-hmm. our dynamic our men actually open up in our our time of prayer, mm-hmm. um, whereas I don't hear that as much in our time of discussion. So, if any of my guys are listening, this is a true story and you have to get over it. Uh, but they are they are so open with each other yeah. about what's going on in their lives. And it honestly takes up sometimes more time than we, we even did with a group because yeah. they do become somewhat confessional. And so, mm. but yeah, I would absolutely encourage that guys is a kind of a final reminder in your. Small groups where you're supposed to find accountability. In fact, we talk about that at We Are Coastal all the time. So encourage your small group participants, hey, look, maybe it doesn't happen during the prayer, but maybe during the prayer they identify with someone and ask them to be accountable with you and to partner with yeah. you on a weekly daily basis uh, I think just as much as we need Christ in our lives we need others that are influencing us every day towards Christ and that's I think a huge value of why we hold small groups so esteemed here at Coastal mm-hmm. so, but well hey guys that's our final thoughts for today and we want to thank you guys for listening if whether you're a small group leader small group apprentice small group host or <laughs> just a small group print uh, attendee uh Participant. That's the word I'm looking for today. <laughs> wow, I really have got to get like uh, words that I can use during this. But I want to thank uh, my co-host here, uh, Miss Bethany Bard.
1: Hi, you're welcome.
0: Then, and I also want to thank Pastor Nate for joining us today. My pleasure. And uh, guys, stuff. yeah, Great if stuff. you're out there as small group leaders, we just want to say a sincere thank you. Keep yeah, up the good yeah. work, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week.